This is the Best Boys Podcast with Jessica Garcia and Monica Montoya. Bonjour, and what is up? Bonjour, mademoiselle. Je suis... Uh, je, je m'appelle uh, Monica. Oui. Je suis et très désolé. <laughs> But why are you sad, Monica? Uh, uh, pourquoi je ne sais pas voulu vous coucher avec soi ce soir? Ah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Hello. Hello, Jessica. Hello, audience. How is everyone doing today? You're doing fine, Monica. Oh, how, how lovely audience. Hello, Susie. <laughs> What are <laughs> you doing? <laughs> you, did you guys know that Peppa Pig... Well, that's from Peppa Pig, by the way. Did you guys know that Peppa Pig... Uh, like there's an episode that's like banned from Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she makes friends with spiders, and the Australians were like, "Nor, nor, do not make friends with spiders. Spiders are bad." And the Australian like government or yeah. something had to release a statement, yeah, to parents like warning them about this episode of Peppa Pig. Yeah, because they were like, "Please, nor, we want to make sure that that the children don't touch the spiders." And yeah. I, for one, think that the Australian government—they're amazing. Of course, you do. You literally threw away your patio furniture because there was a spider on it. Yeah. I, I had, okay. Okay. In my defense, <laughs> in my defense, uh, it was a big spider. And also it's a phobia. Could I'm, you just kill it? I have, no, I can't, I can't even look at it. I can't touch it. What would you do if you saw a spider on your couch? I would kill myself. <laughs> would you get rid of the couch? No. Well, Well, that was outside. It was all I could do. But what if you get new patio furniture? I'm not getting new patio furniture. Never? Never. All right. I have patio furniture upstairs on the upstairs patio. What if there's a, what if there's a spider on that? Well, I make sure that there are no spiders. I make Aaron clean up there. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's a phobia. So Aaron just didn't spot this one fast enough no. is what you're saying. No, he didn't. Mm. I, I wouldn't blame it on him though. I think it's, I blame the elements. <laughs> I blame God. <laughs> I blame the spiders for being yeah. outside. So. You know, they're not insects. They're arachnids. They're something else. They're like something deviant. They're, they're evil. They're something deviant. They're evil. <laughs> like, they're I mean, so evil. Don't get me wrong. I don't like spiders. They're bad. They're really bad. I went to pull something out of a tote bag of mine the other <gasps> day and I saw something move and I was like, the no, fuck? No. And then I dumped it out and a spider was inside. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Wait, where did you leave your tote bag? I mean, I... I dumped out the tote bag on the ground. The spider crawled out of it. I stomped on it and then I still used the tote bag. No, but like where was the tote bag? On the armchair in my living room. And do you get spiders in your living room? I'm sure I do. <sighs> I'm so sorry. I'm sure there's a spider in your house right now. Literally shut up. Like stop talking. <laughs> oh my God. I'm, I'm, sorry, like sorry, I'm sweating. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I have like Back sweat You're now. getting very sleepy and I erase your memory for the last so 20 scared. seconds. I'm so <laughs> scared. I'm scared. I'm frightened for my life. You know what I'm frightened of? What? The wigs in this film that we're- <laughs> Oh God. Don't even, don't even get Actually, me started. No, not all of them. Just Tom Cruise's. Oh God. Just Tom Cruise's. And we'll be right back. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now back to the show. Today we're going to be talking about our second film in our vampire series. Interview with the vampire. I know, for the longest we, time. Because uh, we just found out that it's interview <laughs> with the vampire and not interview with a vampire. Which everyone I know calls it interview with a vampire. Yeah. Everyone I know. But also nobody enunciates anymore. So maybe they are saying the. I did notice that. that like Interview everyone- with a vampire. Well, everyone on earth is always like mumble, mumble, mumble. Interview with a vampire. Like, I you could have said that or other. Interview with a vampire. Interview with a vampire. Interview with a vampire. Yeah. That's how people talk now. I mean, mumblecore. That's a thing. Oh, right? yeah. No, that is a thing, but it's not. But fortunately, they, they do enunciate in those films. It's just that they say oh, too true. much. The that's whole true. point is that they just over say things. That's that's fine. I Noah. Guess. But there's also now there isn't there like mumble something rap. Yeah. Isn't that a thing? Mumble rappers. Right. Not to be confused with SoundCloud rappers. Oh, gotcha. Though there can be some overlap. Of course. Some mumble rappers can be SoundCloud rappers, but not all SoundCloud rappers are mumble mumble rappers. Yeah, okay. Got it, got it, got it. And if we're wrong, it's okay. (laughs) I'm an expert in rap music, so. We don't know anything about the internet. (laughs) Uh, Okay, well, I'm very excited to get into this film. Me too. Would you like me to tell you about it? Lay it on us. Tell the tale. Wunderbar. It is called Interview with the Vampire. Came out in 1994. Directed by Neil Jordan. Written by Anne Rice. Based on the novel by, you guessed it, Anne Rice. Born as an 18th century lord, Louis de Pointe-du-Lac played by Brad Pitt, is now a 200-year-old vampire, telling his story to an eager biographer. Suicidal after the death of his family, he meets Lestat de Leoncourt, played by Tom Cruise, a vampire who persuades him to choose immortality over death and become his companion. Eventually, gentle Louis resolves to leave his violent maker, but Lestat guilts him into staying by turning a young girl named Claudia, played by Kirsten Dunst, impeccably whose addition to the quote-unquote family breeds even more conflict. Wow. Pew, pew, pew. This movie has a lot of layers. It has a lot of, uh, there's, a, there's a, the journey is long. It's sexual. It's also sexual. It's a very sexual film. Like, it's very un- erotic. I think unnecessarily so, but I don't know. it I kind think, of works. I think the nature of biting someone's neck and stealing their life force is like inherently sexual. I think so, maybe. You know? I don't know. So- I was, when I was watching this movie, I thought a lot about Twilight. Okay. And like the logic, the vampire lore and like right. the vampire logic in Twilight. Okay. And how for them, it's like they're hard as rocks. Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. they don't bleed. They're just hard as rocks. Right, right. So if you like cut them in half, they just, it's like a statue. Yeah, it's like you're breaking a sta- a metal or like a diamond statue because they like right. also shine in, in the light. Yeah. And so in my mind, these vampires were supposed to be rock hard. Nar. Imagine my surprise. They're flesh and blood, yo. Imagine my surprise when they're squishy. 
Mm-hmm. We've got some squishy vampiros here. Yeah, they are flesh and blood. Yes, and they can be killed, but they also can't be killed. I think the only way they can be killed is by sunlight. Yeah. Because they turn to ash. Yeah. And then if you set them on fire. Yeah. Uh, well, that's the other thing is like vampires get set on fire, but then they survive. Well, no. not. What none. is the logic here? None of the ones in here that were set on fire survived, except Louis... Or Lestat survives, but yeah. I think he like put himself out. Like, because the last thing we see is him on fire in the house. So I think we're supposed to assume that he escaped and like did not burn to death. How did he escape? Used his legs or his vampire prowess. Everything was on fire. Everything was on fire. How, how, did, how did he escape? How did he turn into a vampire, Monica? That I cannot tell you. Exactly. <laughs> So, but like all those vampires that Louis sets on fire in like they the all underground die? den in Paris, I think we're supposed to assume that they are dead. I'm not going to assume that. Okay. Not based on that. I'm assuming that they all survived and have serious burns and like go through life with all these burns. And then they always think to themselves as they're having like their morning cup of but coffee. But didn't have any burn injuries like, at the end. Do you remember when I got set on fire back like a hundred years ago? In Paris. In Paris. Oh, how I wish my enemy was dead. In the great fire of Paris. In the great Paris fire of Paris. <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, all I have to... So that's kind of my first qualm with this movie is that I don't understand the logic. Yeah, I mean... The okay. logic really eludes me. And in the beginning, uh, Christian Slater plays the the interviewer. Yes, the man who's interviewing the vampire. It is unclear which uh, paper he's with or whatever. What paper he's with? Uh, or which agent, which, which interviewer. Which publication are you with? Which publication he's with. <laughs> I'm with the Times. I'm with the Times. So which one? <laughs> but um, so Christian Slater plays the interviewer, uh, and he is asking Brad Pitt's character, uh, Louis, like, "Oh, what about this vampire trope? Is right. that real?" And Louis like. Nah, dog, that's not real. No. Until he gets to coffins. Yeah, and then he's like, oh, that we somehow, need those. Somehow coffins are real. Like, I think, I mean, I think the only thing that truly blocks out light. That's so true. You know? That's so true. Except maybe like a really dark room. But couldn't he just sleep in a bed in a really dark room? I guess he could. Could he? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. See, the logic eludes me. So that's my first qualm. I guess there's also the fact that like, if someone broke into the house, they probably wouldn't open the coffin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then couldn't it be like a trunk? Like on the outside and then on the inside, it's like a bed. But that would have to be much bigger. Coffins are already humans. What about a steam trunk? Those are huge. Or like, <gasps> wait, shut the fuck up. What if it's literally... A storage container, like a shipping container, and he makes a tiny home. They had those in the 1700s. Like a vampire tiny home. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. That would be so chic. What if it was a tanning bed? Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the reverse, reverse tanning bed, midnight bed. (laughs) Get you even paler. (laughs) 
<laughs> what if it was like one of those tanks that they use for like, what What are those like weird water therapies where you go and it's like totally a, dark. A deprivation tank, a sensory deprivation yes, tank. Yes, it, what if it's one of those? It is one of those, but it's in a <laughs> tiny horn. Uh, I just really hope that like wherever Louis is, he's discovered morph suits so that he can yeah. finally go. Outside. We were talking about this. We were talking about this earlier because we were like, wait, wouldn't they just be able to put on like one of those like hazmat suits or like, or like a light reflecting suit or something? The thing is, who wants to get, try that? It Like he didn't have anybody to test this out with. <laughs> You know, he was alone. You know, so it was either I die or I just don't go after, out during the daytime. And thus, with a kiss, I die. <laughs> Except yeah. not a kiss because I'm alone. <laughs> no kisses. No I'm kisses. Simply a thumbs up to myself. We we we. So yeah, <laughs> that's the first. Oh my that's God. the first layer in this onion. Yeah, in this onion of just vampire illogic there's a lot in this movie there's a lot in this fucking like (sighs) okay so like this movie amazing i love this movie but it also is really hard to like have this movie not be slightly silly simply because of like some of the things that they're saying and like the way that they look like it is dark for sure But like also you have Tom Cruise running around as a platinum blonde yep. wearing like lace and jewels. Yep. And you're like, how the fuck am I supposed to take you seriously when you're just like running around like a gay icon? It's really hard. <laughs> it's really fucking hard to take this movie seriously at all. Um, he's obsessed with the frillies that are by his hands, his little hands. Yeah. He's obsessed with these little frillies. He loves the lace. So much so that literally one of the last shots in the film is him like reaching for the steering wheel of the car that he stole. Yeah, because he apparently knows how to drive now. Because he knows how to drive. <laughs> and he like pulls out the little frillies from his sleeves. Yeah, and he's like, all like bloodstained. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I can't drive without my frillies. They're like driving gloves. Yeah, I know, literally. Um, so his his character is in love with all things like aristocracy society like he wants all things like luxe luxury yes he is like this day and age he would be like louis vuitton everything chanel everything his spoons would be chanel yeah everything but the thing is is like no one would even suspect that he was a vampire because they'd be like wow he only comes at night out at night chic (laughs) no literally they'd be like oh my god a vibe icon (laughs) it's giving (laughs) so if only he had made it to 2020 well we don't know we don't know if he made it i mean i guess we're supposed to assume that he did maybe he did maybe we didn't didn't. see him die i I mean well technically we saw him die a couple times but it's true stick we've seen him become an alligator (laughs) well become he, was he becomes in, an alligator no, man he doesn't he was put into a swamp and he becomes an alligator he become man an alligator he just feeds on them in order to get his strength back. and then he becomes no, one he doesn't yes he does no he doesn't he just looks scary also he looks that specific feet. shot of him playing the piano and like the curtains waving in front of him that is the shot from this movie that has always been like burned into my brain. When I think about this movie, yeah. I think about that scary fucking scene. Yeah, when he like looks like an alligator because he becomes. He doesn't one. look like an alligator. 
He looks like a bog body. What? what? He looks like. Have you never heard of a bog body? No. Oh, fuck, dude. Google bog body right now. I'm scared. <laughs> bog. Is that bog like as in the guy from Wicked? That's Bach. <laughs> but I'm saying Nessa. Google bog body. Bo- bog body. And look at the images. He looks like a bog body. The only thing that's coming from is Megan the Stallion's body. Oh, bog body is a human cadaver that has been naturally mummified in a peat bog. Look at the images. Sometimes known as bog people. Look at the images. Oh no. (laughs) Oh no, no. Doesn't he look like a bog body? No, he looks like an alligator. Oh my God. You're insane. I'm serious. He looked all scaly. There's a shot that like lingers on his hands as he's playing the piano. He looks scaly. He looks alligatory. He looks like he needs moisturizer. He d- exactly. <laughs> and what does a gator need? Some of that sweet, sweet moisturizer. I think they're just fine. They literally live in the water. They live in the swamp. <laughs> in the swamp. <laughs> and that's where Tom Cruise goes. I'm still baffled that Tom Cruise did this movie. Like why? Because it's so random for him. But it's like a very high budget film. I know, but it's so random for him. I don't feel like it's random at all. I feel like it's random. Okay, well. Well, agree to disagree. Yeah. This is random for Tom Cruise. Take Cruz. that. No, there were big stars in this movie. Brad Pitt, Kirsten Dunst, Antonio Banderas. It's true. Antonio Banderas. He just comes in in the second half he and he's like, hello, in. I am Armand, a very old vampire. And I'm here to literally do nothing because all I want is companionship. And I'm morally ambiguous because for most of the time I was like, he's bad. And then I realized that they he was not bad. And I was like, he's not bad. It was weird. It was weird. I was confused. But maybe it's just because I couldn't hear them because they get very quiet in this movie. They do. I will say I found myself like turning up the the volume on the film a lot and then turning it back down when the music would come in. It's yes. mixed very interestingly. Yeah, but what are you really going to do? It really is. But what okay. are you going to do? Also, the whole movie's dark. Do not expect to watch this movie in the daylight. <laughs> I will say one of my favorite visual things in this movie, um, aside from the darkness, uh, which is not my favorite thing, is... Um, when any whenever somebody becomes a vampire they have that split second transition where they like look all scary and dead as a human and then all of a sudden they like take an inhale of their first like vampire breath and they turn into like a beautiful vampire yes it's very cool it is cool excellent effects kirsten dunce is probably hers is the most like dramatic because her hair gets all crazy to be really frank she pops off in this movie way harder than tom cruise or brad pitt she's fucking incredible in this movie pops the fuck she's just screaming and she's like you want me to be your doll forever she's like what you want from me and you're just like fuck claudia she wants that oscar she does she She did not get it she did not get it it's okay but it's it's fine it's we okay. see you, Kirsten. She, her, she's the best. I think her storyline is like my favorite it's in the good. entire movie. It's really good. It's really, really amazing. She has amazing um, acting moments. And that whole, the second thing from this movie that has stuck with me forever is the sequence with the dolls where she gets pissed and is pulling them off of her bed and reveals the corpse of the beautiful woman that she killed and has been keeping as a doll in her bed. And her vampire dads are just like what the fuck what the fuck and she's like you keep giving me dolls every year and i'll never get older until i'm just doing what you taught me to and i was like pop off bitch yes yes no literally she's so good the amount of times that she like 
gives us 30 year old in this movie is insane is insane i mean because she's very she's ultimately very old she's just like 12 forever visually but this bitch is worldly how impressive though that kirsten dunce was able to do this and i i'm frankly i'm not really sure what age she was when she filmed this this movie but like yeah i don't know either it's really fucking impressive and it's not just the dialogue it's like in her mannerisms and like the the like journey that she goes through in her acting from the beginning of the film through to the end is insane she goes from being a true child into acting like a tiny adult yeah and it's really subtle and it's really good work like i don't know who fucking decided to tell her to do this or like how she managed to scrounge this up but like it's it was truly a joy to watch i was really impressed and the dialogue is very like theatrical it's very stylized obviously because it's supposed to be hundreds of years ago so like she's saying things that are totally unnatural for modern day but is making it seem very organic to her yeah child character which is another thing where i was just like bitch you're speaking in poetry but like no, I, go off. I hear you yeah like i hear you and i see you i see you i hear you let's all listen let's all <laughs> learn let's all listen and learn we're listening we're learning we hear you but i think she was the most interesting because like she i, I feel like has the most versatility emotionally in the movie yes. because like Tom Cruise is just like chaotic evil 24 so seven. And then Brad Pitt is just sad. And so like subdued time. constantly. Yeah. He, he very little elicits a reaction from him. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that he's almost frozen in time. Like he's frozen in his state of despair and like depression right. Right. that like not even this wonderful child that has come into his life makes him more passionate or more, like alive or more xyz right he just he stays subdued he stays really passive and he doesn't really react to very much yeah he just gives like a soft smile and kind of moves on Mm -hmm. um and again like i i almost i love that choice frankly because i think again it it points to him being like frozen in a state of time Mm -hmm. and before he quote-unquote died and then became a vampire again so was reborn he was fucking depressed. Yeah, dude. He was like drinking and suicidal by his wife and baby's grave. It was very sad. Yeah. But then what's sadder is that when he becomes a vampire, that kind of like only repeats itself because the one thing he loved, which was Claudia, spoiler alert, she dies while she she's does. like in his care. Yep. And it's just heartbreaking for him. And he says to the reporter that he's talking to that like, that is a pain that like he can never escape yeah um yeah it's it's very sad his while while he is like somewhat one note in the sense that he's just sad all the time his sadness varies a lot like yeah he ranges from like depression to just like apathy to like absolute absolute despair and to like yeah anger and agony and it's really amazing and that's why i think i like him and kirsten dunn's characters the best lestat is cool because he's like evil but he doesn't have any to me at least not that i see he doesn't have any like underlying thing that drives him he really doesn't he he i mean his i think his biggest thing is like loneliness like he's constantly in search of a companion but frankly i think that's true of all vampires because it seems to be a repeating theme throughout the film that's true like 
everyone is looking for this com- they call them like a companion yeah um which is like someone to just hang with essentially in your undeadness yeah um and that's really all tom cruise's character is looking for is just someone to to share his his life with um and he finds it again in claudia when he decides to turn her as a companion for louis but then like finds a prodigy in her and is like oh she can be my little like mini me Mm -hmm. and i can teach her the ways of the aristocrat and And of being a murderer yes and (laughs) of my honest to god passion of just killing people yeah murdering people i think my one big logistical question about this movie other than like obviously the logistics of like being a vampire um is where the fuck do they constantly get all this money from i think okay so i was thinking about this throughout the film and i think i've come to the conclusion that they kill rich people and like take their money Oh, that makes sense. And so in my mind, I'm like, okay, okay, of course they never have to work because all they do is like kill rich people and like take their fortunes. And it's like, it's it's far enough away. It's like um, far enough in the past yeah. that, you know, bitches don't ask questions. It's like if the Baron yeah. dies, they're like, well, whatever. He said, oh, he has no inheritance. So I guess he was broke the whole time. It's like, okay, whatever. Yeah, because they're always living somewhere fancy with fancy clothes and yeah. servants, et cetera. Yeah, I bet you they just steal. You know, they be stealing. They be stealing. They're they're thieves. Yeah, because you would think that like vampires would be like street urchins. Yeah, you know, but nor nor no, they're like living lavish, living and then locks. uh, Antonio Banderas's like yes. band of vampires <laughs> are like theater makers. <laughs> yes, they're like they're vampires pretending to be humans doing theater about being vampires yes and so that they can be vampires without getting caught it's so meta (laughs) it's very meta and then they kill people on stage in front of of human audiences but the human audiences think that it's just a show they think it's fake it's crazy it is crazy that's so sad it's crazy to me that the person doesn't like say something and it's like help they're real but you would they would be like no that's those are their lines i know it's kind of genius i mean it is genius it's kind of genius yeah but then don't people wonder like oh whatever happened to that young wee actor (laughs) i guess not huh (laughs) no literally (laughs) oh whatever happened to that wee actor why do they have a different one every single night i don't Mm. know they're they're being very true to the art (laughs) uh but that's actually quite uh brilliant that they they use their vampireness to create this like theater production yeah exactly and it's like it's very creepy it's very over the top it's very avant-garde it's very like let's let's go to the theater this is an opera and they make it a whole moment and they live like mole people like underground under the theater they're the original phantoms they are the phantoms of the not the original because that came out way before it's but you get it you get you understand but so they live underneath there antonio banderas's character really wants uh louis to stay with him Mm -hmm. and to like be his companion because again back to this whole thing of all the vampires are looking for companions they're also what that's about all weirdly like in love with each other yes that's the other thing about this movie is it has so many like queer undertones but no one much homoerotica no one comes out and says anything and is like yo i love you my man (laughs) yeah like no one says that 
but for whatever reason it's in there and at some sometimes it's confusing sometimes it's like okay they're all sexual beings i understand right right uh but anyway they're all in search of companions specifically antonio banderas's character whose name eludes me armand armand there we go armand really really wants louis to stay louis like nah dog i have a daughter like i have a daughter we're trying to get out of here and armand's like no 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 mon ami or actually no 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 amigo (laughs) stay (laughs) and he's like no and that's really when like chaos ensues Mm -hmm. is when they meet this band of theatrical vampires yeah because then claudia is like oh there's this beautiful lady who like wants to be my mother basically like let her be my companion and louise like what the fuck dude no like why are you asking me to turn someone i'm not gonna do that i'm not gonna make someone like me yeah and so very edward from twilight by the it's way yeah, yeah, yeah um and she's like well just do it like just do it and he tries to do it he succeeds mm-hmm. and now there is yet another companion for claudia and so he's starting to feel a little bit like oh maybe i'm not claudia's papa maybe mm-hmm. i'm not papi and so <laughs> all this to say the real drama like the real shit happens with the theater vampires yeah and i actually like like this part of the movie the the best because the most action happens fires start people get chopped in half i mean it's like the third giant fire of the movie there's a lot of fire in this movie the great fires (laughs) i think the director was like this movie is so dark because they cannot be out in the light and i set this in a period of time where there's no electricity so i'm i need to start fires in this movie to like illuminate things every now and again and then let there be fire let there be fire fire uh act one act two and act three literally literally uh but yeah so i will say my least favorite thing about this movie is probably like the makeup and the hair like the wigs are crazy in this film i don't have a problem with any of the wigs except for tom cruise's it tom just looks cruise's wild looks really bad except when it's in a ponytail then it looks okay some of brad pitt's wigs look insane like they look like they're floating on top of his head he just looks like he has the best blowout in the world which it was the 90s so he does uh, of course of course he does <laughs> he has that like supermodel blowout he's you know got like fabio about? hair yes yeah. yes it's incredible um and and like the makeup freaks me out but that's like a personal thing yeah because it's all like white and cakey and the yeah. veins are showing yeah and they're like kind of, it's kind of cracked you know what it reminded me of the makeup in death becomes her yeah when they get progressively like cakeier because yeah. it has to be like glue and shit yeah because yeah because they'd be dead it reminded me of that that's fair but like in in a real way yeah in death becomes her it's in like this is camp and right. here it's like no this is we're serious actors and this is for real well except for the last scene of the movie where you're like was this camp the entire time and then you're like mm, no i don't think it was <laughs> i think they were serious they, well the thing is is like a lot of camp is serious we discussed this it's true it's true a lot I, of it is like very serious and self-aware but they just put in that like humor twist at the very end where lestat in the 90s comes back from the dead bites christian slater on the neck and is like makes some steals joke, his car steals, steals his, car. his car and makes some joke to him about like i've been listening to this guy meaning louis for centuries isn't he done complaining yet and you're just like what 
Uh, yeah. The ending really throws the end. Like it really throws the movie into another dimension. And then you're like, what the fuck? Maybe they just really didn't want it to be like to end on too depressing of a note. Yeah. But I was like, it was a weird note to end on. Well, it was funny, but I thought it was it, weird. I thought the movie was going to end with Christian Slater, like shaking his head, being like, ah, man, I got, I got the interview. Like, yeah. And then like driving off into the, into the suns or like into the night. Like literally as soon as Christian Slater was like, turn me into a vampire. That's the only way I can understand your story. I was like, shut up. Relax. <laughs> the movie should have ended with Brad Pitt just being like, and that's it. And that was the story. Like I'm, I know it sounds fantastical that I'm a vampire, but like this was my life and that was it. Yeah. I have nothing else. And then Christian Slater should have been like, wow, damn, you, you are empty. That's crazy. Yeah. But instead they threw in this funny bit with the car and And like like, a guns and roses. It is what it is. You know, situation. They like cover sympathy for the devil and it's like really weird. And I, I don't like the ending of this film. No, but it is funny to me. (laughs) It's, I, I guess, to me, it's really funny by itself. Like if I were to watch a clip of it, I would be like, Lamau, that's so fucking funny. Right. With this movie, it feels so out of place. That's fair. And so confusing. Yeah. And it makes me want to rip my face off. That's incredibly fair. I understand. Um, <laughs> so yeah. So that's really this movie. Um, it's crazy to me. One last thing that I will say is that it's fucking crazy to me that Tom Cruise's character like is afraid of searchlights and like doesn't know that it's like artificial light. He doesn't know. But the man's been like alive for forever. But he's been living in a crypt with off of rats the entire time. He has no concept of what's been happening. I think we're supposed to believe he's just been rotting there for decades. Are we though? I think so. Okay. Then you know what? I'll take it then. I won't fight it. I'll just, I'll suspend or my disbelief. Or if he hasn't been, he's been like living underground or like in old abandoned houses and hasn't been explained like what electricity is. Then how does he know how to drive? <laughs> Listen, that is a plot plot hole that we don't. And how does he know that? He definitely got behind the wheel and was like, it's just like a carriage. And, and how then, does he know yeah. like how the radio works? Um excellent question explain this to me i, I want he like didn't touch the radio did I he want, yes he did to change the song because uh, he was like ah blah blah right, blah i've been right, listening right. to this motherfucker See, complain. that's where it becomes camp like that's funny like, camp what the fuck is this yeah so my whole thing is i want neil degrasse tyson to like break this movie down like he does do you remember those videos where neil degrasse tyson the famous astrophysicist right basically like disproved a bunch of fucking like science and all these movies i need him to come back do interview with the vampire and be like, what the fuck? Yeah, because they're. I would definitely, definitely put vampires under the umbrella of astrophysics. I feel like they're real though. What? Okay. That's a whole other conversation. This is where I expose myself. <laughs> this is where I expose myself. I low-key think that they're kind of real. You think vampires are real? I feel like they were real. I feel like they're extinct now, but I feel like they were real. When? At like the olden times. Oh my God. I we swear. Don't, we don't even have time to Nose dig Feratu. into this. You can't tell me that bitch was not real. Yes, I can. No, you can't. He was literally the... Okay, do you believe in ghosts? Kind of. Okay. Duh. Vampires. But like, ghosts are just... Seeing... Vampires are basically just demons. Okay. 
they're literally basically yeah, just demons. I have a lot of thoughts here ghosts I feel like are not a fair comparison because like that's just seeing an entity that did once exist right a vampire is a whole other being with its own set of laws that govern its existence and in every portrayal of them it's different they're not all governed by the same laws in every movie or book etc I'm sorry Neither are ghosts. For the most part, they are. Like, they're no. just things we can't see. No. In Ghostbusters, you can see them, and they're green. And they're gross. I feel like that is not... I mean, in, I mean in like, serious movies about them. <laughs> in serious movies about ghosts. Like the Haunted Mansion? Because <laughs> we can see those bitches. No, not in the Haunted Mansion. <laughs> what do you mean? I mean in, like, paranormal activity. Oh. No, that's different. That's fake. <laughs> so those are i we don't even have time we don't have time <laughs> i feel like i don't even know you and this is wild this is crazy uh, what, what other weird shit do you believe in you believe in mermaids no i don't those bitches are not real. fairies no nah, they're not real angels N- nah werewolves nah. so is it just vampires yeah because I feel, okay, I'm going to have to take this offline <laughs> so I can explain to you what I mean when I say that. Because, like, I feel like vampires are just demons with, like, an agenda. Like, they got together and were like, this is the agenda. So you do believe demons are real? Yes, I do. Okay. and Because I, I believe in ghosts. And if I believe in ghosts, obviously I have to believe in demons. I don't think they're the same thing, but okay. How do you not think they're the same thing? I don't think... I mean, first Some of all, of the, they're called different I things. feel like ghosts are like happy humans that no, have died. No, there's plenty, plenty of evil ghosts. Demons are like evil things. No, demons are like fucking, that's like religious shit. Evil things, not religious stuff. They're all, all demons have a religious background, like Beelzebub and shit like that. Beelzebub was not a demon. Yeah, he fucking was. He was? Yes. I thought that's what they called Satan back in the day. Sure. Beelzebub is a demon that does the devil's bidding. <laughs> he has a silly name. Beelzebub. <laughs> Read Dr. Faustus. I I guess I just am ignorant on all things of the occult. I guess you know nothing, okay. you tiny woman. Well, when I come back next time, when we do the next vampire film, I will have read a book. It's okay. Sebastian, on the next episode, is going to present you with a conspiracy theory that is going to oh, blow God. your mind. That so. freaks me out. Yeah. Um, in case you guys don't know, uh, in our next episode, <laughs> we'll reveal the movie at the next episode, but- we have a special guest joining us yeah. and it'll it's going to be a hoot and a half. A and vampire expert among us. Invite your friends. I mean, he's going to agree with you. I agree. So I agree that he'll agree with me. I think that no matter what, he's going to agree with me. I believe that as well. It's going to be great. For the first time ever, I'll have someone that I like someone will actually be like, yes, everything that comes out of your mouth is correct. We often tell you you're correct. I know. Because you often like, are correct. Right. Except I guess apparently not. About, I guess I'm just stupid about the occult. I don't think you're stupid. I think it's one of those things where some people believe in it and some people don't. No. Like ghosts. Maybe. I don't know. Here's the thing. I or feel Santa like Claus. I feel like I have no education on the occult, like in general, because I didn't pay attention to that part in catechism class. <laughs> I don't remember when they were talking about like about, hell. Okay. Do you know okay, what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, so yeah. like, I don't, frankly, I don't know very much about hell. Number one, <laughs> do, do any of us. Number one, <laughs> <laughs> number two, like I don't partake in like 
fantasy literature uh-huh. and like you know how when you were little or something maybe like maybe kids were like into werewolves and vampires and stuff right, right. i swear to god i swear to god the only book that i've ever read that had a vampire in it uh-huh. was twilight okay that's like the only like occult okay. thing that i know okay and we should start watching va- the new vampire academy show i don't know what that is it's a it's a series of books that i read when i was in like middle and high school it's a ya is that like the vampire diaries not uh, no that's a whole other one and then there's blue bloods which is another great one i don't know shit out there we'll have to get you up on the vampire right but that's what i'm trying to say though is like i didn't watch slash know about any like occult things and thus you believe in vampires and thus i believe in vampires they make sense to me I I will accept this answer. Just like I believe that zombies can exist, but like specifically it's just people with like really bad, a really bad like virus slash infectious disease. Okay. I like, can, I see this. I think Zombieland, the movie uh-huh. can happen for real. I've never seen it. Okay. You have to watch it. Okay. It's a classic. I'm sorry. At this point. But I feel like Zombieland, the movie can happen in real life, uh-huh. but it's not like zombie zombies. Everyone's just like infected with a virus. Right, right. AKA what just happened to us. It's just the COVID-19 pandemic. Yes, but like much more intense. Right, okay, I understand. So that. it's like that. That's that's how I believe in certain okay. things. Okay. It's like, I'm like, okay, well that, that, that could possibly happen. I accept this. Vampires could possibly be real based on what I know about them. Right. But I don't know very much about them. Got it. There you go. Okay. See? I, I, I accept this. Thank you. I have calmed down. Thank you. Aaron, has your view of your wife changed? <laughs> he just shrugged he shrugged he went meh i don't know <laughs> i will i'm not going to defend myself about beelzebub though i didn't know i didn't know it's that okay. he was a real demon i really did it's think okay that, we went to catholic school so i really did think that he was just that was just another name of the devil not nah, bro like satan beelzebub lucifer like i thought it was all well, in lucifer one is satan yeah exactly in christianity beelzebub is another name for satan but in demonology, he's known as one of the seven deadly demons or seven princes of hell. Yeah. Beelzebub represents gluttony. Oh, gluttony. Yeah. That's my homeboy right there. Yeah. I am gluttonous for sure. <laughs> That's my seven. In the Bible, in the book of Kings, oh, Beelzebub is referred to as a deity worshipped by the Philistines. Yes, that's how I know of him. And he's like a hoofed man. Yeah, or but like, it's not necessarily Satan, which is why it's confusing. Okay. Well, you know what? Catechism failed us all. All right, give us anyway. the best boys. <laughs> Aaron, do you want to announce the best boys? Yeah, would you like to announce the best boys? Oh. Oh, he's, he's blushing. All right, so the electrical best boy for Paris is Eric Barillon, I think. We. Oui. We. Oui. The best boy grip from the San Francisco area is Chuck Biagio. The just regular best boy <laughs> is Kevin Edland. Another San Franciscan best boy uh, is a gentleman named Scott Graves. Then there's a best boy grip from Nolens, um, J. Wayne Parker. And then an uncredited best boy grip in the second unit, Wells A. Smith. Wow, and that was Nighttime Best Boys with Aaron Jacob. Tune in next week.
Or maybe not. Or maybe not. <laughs> we might not do that again. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I think he did a great job. Yeah, I think so too. Everyone, let us know. Let us know if he did or didn't. <laughs> what if we just get a slew of comments that's like, please no more Aaron on, on the podcast. <laughs> that would be so sad and no one would ever say that. That would be so mean. <laughs> It's just you feeding all of those comments online. You created like 20 burner accounts and you're just like, no, Aaron. And somehow it's our most highly engaged episode ever. And we're just like, who are all these people? (laughs) Well, anyway, Monica, you're the best. Jessica, you're the best. Aaron, you're the best. (laughs) We'll see you next week. Tune in for a special guest. He is the one, the only. Well, I guess we just have to tune in next time to see. Yep. Fare thee well, friends. Goodbye, Monica. Goodbye, Jessica. (laughs) 